What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 256, recorded November 27th, 2019. I'm your host, Justin Masson, and ladies and gentlemen, there is no one alongside me today, because this is a solo ride, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one-man show... This is Thanksgiving for the U.S. folks, so they have it off. I've jumped in the hot seat here, and I am happy, happy that you are with me today. Today, we're going to be discussing Metroid coming to the Nintendo Switch. A lot of rumors circulating around that. There's a Smash uh, event happening. We're going to talk about that, and uh, I don't know, whatever else I get onto. So, uh, that's what we're going to do today. Jesse or somebody in post-production, cue the music! Well, here we are. It's just us. Just us hanging out. This is a, as I mentioned in kind of in, in the intro, this is a, a one-man show today. Uh, and by that one man, this man, this guy right here, Justin. Um, it is in the U.S., the United States of America. It is the Thanksgiving week, and uh, and that's a big deal for our for our U.S. team. Uh, so for all of, uh, from all of us to, to all you listeners, hopefully... You're enjoying your Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully, whatever that looks like to you, whether it's family around the table, whether it's traveling, uh, however big that family is or however small that family is, maybe whatever additions or subtractions that may have occurred over the year that you spend this time with the people that you love uh, and enjoy each other's company. So uh, we wish you well, but we wanted to, to always provide a show. So this is, again, this is a bit of an example of, I talked about it, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, about taking a stock of, you know, this will be inside baseball, right? Uh, taking a stock of, of our Nintendo Dads crew, of the hosts that we have, uh, our diversity in location, our diversity in time zones, uh, and finding different ways to kind of utilize that group in, in, in the best way possible. And uh, and hopefully you guys have seen a little bit of that. Uh, obviously, Tim is now hosting his own show called The Dinner Table, which is a great monthly program. We're seeing that. Um, so we're just trying new things, right? We're trying new things in 2019. We've had kind of a the the core show has kind of always been like three or four people voice at the table, which people seem to really enjoy. But I think we have an opportunity to look at different options in 2019 and 2020 experiments. So this kind of like one man show uh, is a little bit of an experiment with that as well. But I do think it's important to get you guys out, um, you know, your Nintendo Dad's goodness, because typically whenever we don't get a show out, we hear about it very quickly. Like, hey, uh, uh, why is there no show today, or why is it delayed? So I want to make sure that you have it. So if maybe you're traveling, uh, maybe you're sitting in the car, maybe you're trying to escape from the in-laws. We all know what that's like. Uh, you have that opportunity to say, I have to go listen to the show. I have a little bit of escapism, right? Uh, so yeah, that is where we're going to be, folks. I've rambled enough. I've rambled enough. Uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, it's kind of funny. We have these notes and it says intro banter. I've just bantered. So there we go. Uh, let's jump into it. And of course, um, our news is brought to you. Well, the show is brought to you by the amazing, uh, folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads. Um, in this time of Thanksgiving, let me say this to everyone. Thank you. Uh, truly, truly, honestly, thank you. Um, we are we are getting ready to end our 2019 year, obviously, and 2020 is on the horizon. We have lots of big plans for 2020. Um, and, and I just want to let, let everyone know whether you're a Patreon supporter, um, you know, who, who's giving uh, as little as a dollar a month or as high as 30, or whether you're just a supporter in any capacity, thank you. 
Um, thank you for listening to our show. Thank you for subscribing uh, on YouTube or or Twitch or whatever it is. Thank you for those on the Twitch side that are that are donating their um, their Twitch subs. Those if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free sub, and people are, are giving their five dollars a month to Nintendo Dads uh, to help us, and that's just fantastic. That that helps keep us ad free. That allows us to try things on the show. Allows for us to um, to go to different conventions, to get equipment, to be able to support this, to create content, to do monthly draws, to give away content. Um, so thank you, thank you for everything that you guys do for us. Um, if I was to say that on behalf of the entire Nintendo Dads crew, uh, thank you, thank you. But if you want to continue to support us, or if you're interested, or that you don't know what this is all about, and you're new here, head over to Patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, uh, and it's for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump in and, uh, and and support and do whatever you want. So thank you very much. Every dollar helps and makes the world a little bit of a better place for us. All right, folks, let's jump right into the news, shall we? So the big news item, and I'm going to be very honest with you, it is it is a relatively snow, slow um week for news. Nothing too huge. Obviously, you know, shocker, Pokemon still doing pretty amazing right now, right? Like that's not a big shocker. They're they're doing absolutely gangbusters. You continue to see those numbers and those results um that are that are going across. Um again, not not a huge shock. I'm going to talk about uh, Pokemon here in a couple minutes cuz I I have been playing it and I know that people were curious about my opinion, so I'm going to get that but the big rumor that's kind of spinning around right now is Metroid. Uh, Metroid finally coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, and really, there's, there's this rumor started uh, about a week ago. More and more kind of fan fury or, or, or requests coming around some early leaks about potential Metroid. Let me, let me pull that information up for you here. I'm vamping a little bit because I had it and then I closed the wrong screen. And that is definitely not what you wanted. Um, da, 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 da. man, you know, it's, it's harder to vamp when it's just one person. I'm going to tell you that one right now. Uh, but I do want, but again, Metroid. Now we obviously don't know the current status of Metroid prime four, other than early in 2019, we were told, Hey, we're restarting the entire, um, entire process. And that's, that's fine. Right. Um, we obviously knew that, know that Nintendo kind of pulled the trigger maybe a little bit too early in in highlighting Metroid Prime 4 a couple of E3s ago, they basically, you know, the internet blew up about it, we're excited about it, but they had to restart uh, some development in it. So um, now this information is coming from mynintendonews.com. I want to give them a quick shout out here. Um, so basically uh, an individual known as Leaky Panda. I don't know what part of the panda is leaky, but I don't really need to want to know that much. Um, Basically, Video Game Insider has stated on Twitter that there is two, count them, two Metroid titles in development for the Nintendo Switch alongside, that's important, alongside Metroid Prime 4. So two different ones plus plus, plus Prime, that equals three. The first is a Super Metroid remake, and the second is the long-rumored Metroid Prime Trilogy. So let's take a moment to kind of break some of this down. The first is a Super Metroid remake. So I don't, so Super Metroid, and I think you can debate it, but I think if you were to make a list of the top Super Nintendo games of all time, um, Metroid Prime is on that, or sorry, I apologize, Super Metroid is on that list, regardless. I, I It is definitely, in my opinion, one of the top five best games for the Super Nintendo. Um, and I think when you, you know, and I mean, you got to be completely honest with you, I... 
I have bought Super Metroid probably four or five different times through different eShops. It is, I, I, you know, it's one of those games that just, it's kind of a bit of a comfort food. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and Super Metroid to me is very much a comfort food. Link's a, Link's a past a comfort food. I don't know if we necessarily need to have a remake of this, but I'm going to kind of maybe read through uh, some more of this and then uh, let's see if we have any more context about it. But again, a remake of Super Metroid. Mm. And the second is the long-rumored Metroid Prime Trilogy. So we're talking three things we're talking here, right? Uh, Super Metroid Remake, Metroid Prime Trilogy, okay, and then Metroid Prime 4. Now, here's, here's let's let's be really honest with it, with you. And there has been rumors circulating and spinning for a very long time regarding this kind of Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Nintendo Switch. Now, and if you want to at me or I'm wrong or whatever you want to say to me, I believe the last time Metroid Prime Trilogy was together was on the Wii Maybe the Wii U. I'd have to check that. Or maybe it was the Wii U eShop as a download-only content. That could be it. I can't remember. But I do remember not too long ago, and long is relevant to, to memory, I guess, the Metroid Prime Trilogy being released. Now, um, do I want the Metroid Prime Trilogy? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Um, I have such... Now, I never played uh, Metroid Prime 1 or 2. Um, I only played Metroid Prime 3, and I have such fond memories of Metroid Prime 3. I think I've told the story before that when my younger... Or sorry, my oldest daughter, Rylan, was first born, um, Metroid Prime 3 was the game I would escape to play at at nights. On Friday and Saturday nights, after my wife had fallen asleep and Ryland was was asleep as well for the night, I would creep downstairs um, to our, our living room and I would play Metroid Prime 3 at like 11.30 at night until 1.30, 2 o'clock. That was where, and I've talked about this before as a new parent, you kind of squeeze in video game time when you could. And for me, that was my video game time. That was my, I don't want to use the word escapism, right? But that was, that was my escapism for a while was, was Metroid Prime 3. So I have really fond attachment and memory and nostalgia um, to Metroid Prime 3. So do I want for Metroid Prime 4 to exist? Absolutely, I do, right? Like, yes, please, let's do that. Um, so so we know that's in progression. So I'm, I'm hyped for that. Do I want a Metroid Prime trilogy? Yes, I do. Absolutely, right? Now, here's the thing I, I need for us to put some context around because this occurred last year as well, right around, right around, cough, cough, the Game Awards season. Everyone makes us, oh, they're going to give us a special reveal of Metroid Prime trilogy. Here it comes. I've heard all the rumors, blah, 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 blah. And it never comes to fruition and drops. Nintendo has not given us any breadcrumbs or trails that Metroid... Prime Trilogy is coming. Not to say it's not, but I'm saying they haven't given us any hints yet. So let's put that in context. A couple of things that we need to put in context. We talk about a Metroid Prime Trilogy port or special edition or definitive edition coming to Switch. We have to remember that this is not as simple as drag and drop, right? When we talk about ports or moving games over to a new, new console, we I, I think we as fans, and, and, you know, for those of you that are in the community that are developers and designers and creators, will probably appreciate what I'm trying to say here. It's not as simple as, like, drag file from folder into other file, hit, you know, you know drop, copy, paste, enter, we're good. Look, we have it. And I think the important thing we think about when we talk about the Metroid Prime trilogy is the word trilogy. There are three games. 
So this is not, uh, you know, this is not just one game that they have to do this port for. This is literally three games that they would need to do that port for. Can it be done? Yes, it can be. But I think you need to think about the quality of the port. Now, I'm not saying Nintendo does poor quality for ports, none of that. But the amount of time and effort that it would take to do three games in a trilogy to be ported over, that's a lot. That is a ton of work and effort for those. And the other thing that we need to remember, and I think Nintendo fans traditionally forget this, we ravenously shake our fists for Metroid. We want Metroid. Metroid, where are you? Samus, where are you? Save the day. We are fans of Metroid. Uh, But traditionally, Metroid does not sell as well as we, as Nintendo would like for it to. It is definitely a major staple of the house of Nintendo. I don't disagree with that. However, the sales numbers, right, because this is business, and maybe this is leaning back into business, Justin, the numbers have to matter for the sales to occur for the value proposition to be do that work and effort, because it can't be as simple as a drag and drop. Now, that's not to say that whatever the Metroid Prime trilogy was that was re-released not too long ago wasn't already a lot of that work was done, potentially. But I think when you move something to the Switch, and we as fans, we don't want just a drag and drop, right? Because we also have to recognize the platform is different, the button mapping is different, the whether it's docked, whether it's handheld. These these are now variables that have to be considered in the design um, that may not have been as such a variant when it was originally designed as well. So there is work that has to be done there. You know, and I, and I actually think of something like Super Lucky's Tale, which was released in early this, this month by Playful Games. Great example of... Could they have dragged and dropped, right, so to say, I keep using that term, the Xbox version over Nintendo Switch, you know, done and dusted were grand. They could have. However, what they did was they essentially created a definitive version, right? They went in, they rebuilt the land, they rebuilt the textures, they redid the work to be able to to really make it value, right? To to understand and optimize the platform it was on, the system it was. And, and you know, the, the commentary that's being made around Super Lucky's Tale is that this, the Nintendo Switch version, is the definitive version, right? They did their job. They got that to where it is. So I use that in context of what is happening with Metroid Prime Trilogy. Does it exist? Fingers crossed it does. Potentially it could be. Is it... Uh, so let's, so there, there's that. There's my thought around. Again, Metroid does not sell as well. The high point of Metroid really, and again, feel free to at me at this one, um, or, or tell me I'm wrong or send us an email, nintendodads at gmail.com or, or, you know, at nintendodads on Twitter. I think the highlight of Metroid really was Super Metroid. And I think that's why it's, it is such a good thing that you want to go back and remaster or relook at. We'll take that take that into consideration a couple moments now. Now let's pretend, let's pretend for a moment now that Metroid Prime Trilogy is in development, right? Yes. Let's so despite my reasoning of like why I don't think it's a great idea and why I think it may be a challenge, we have to temper our expectations. Um, let me tell you why I think this could be brilliant. Uh, I have always said on the show that if you are going to release Metroid Prime Four, you are you should release the trilogy. 
because you have such a larger install base. You have a game that has really great nostalgia for individuals, which is why if we think about Super Metroid, potential remake, nostalgia is massive, right? So let's say you are even a kid who like, like I, or even younger, maybe you're born mid, mid eighties, early nineties. You, you played Met Super Metroid, you know this, you're now probably old enough to have your own kids, uh, buy a Nintendo Switch, all these kind of things. Nostalgia, nostalgia, ladies and gentlemen, is a driving force that Nintendo lives on. Uh, and if you're a parent, uh, and now you want to play these games with them and share with them, uh, these are all brilliant things and great remakes. But let's go, sorry, I, I diverged, I want to go back to Metroid Prime uh, Trilogy. If they are to do that, here's my suggestion. If I... Ran Nintendo. Sounds like a great show idea. I should run with that. I'm sure it's not stolen by anyone else. Um, but if I was to run um, Metroid Prime 4 and Metroid Prime Trilogy, here's what I would do. I remember a time, follow me on this, I remember a time when you would, uh, video game magazines were, were big things, right? Um, PlayStation Magazine, EGM, I think those. But I remember a time where you would, could go and get a magazine, and in the magazine, pay like 20 bucks for it, but in there, there'd be a disc. This is a PlayStation specifically. Um, and you, it was a demo disc, right? And you put the demo disc in and you got like an hour. I remember Zone of Enders was one of them. I remember um, ooh, Metal Gear. I think Metal Gear Solid 2 had it. Nonetheless, these are these are crazy times, right? Demo discs. Um, and it was only an hour of that game or whatever it was, right? But imagine if, imagine if they did a Metroid Prime 3 trilogy, okay, and at the end, now here's the deal. You have to have finished your your save files carry over from Metroid 1, 2, and 3. There's some kind of like, almost like a checkbox system, right? To show that you've gone through the entire trilogy. And at the end of Metroid Prime 3, as you finish that, you, after completing the first three, unlock an hour and a half or two hours of Metroid Prime 4. Or some type of like cutscene that's like 10 to 15 minutes long that frames up and gets you positioned for Metroid Prime 4. That's what I believe Nintendo has an opportunity to do here is to engage that story arc that they're creating, the Metroid Prime story arc. They have the ability to engage their viewers. So they're monetizing on nostalgia, right? They're monetizing on their story. So even if you released right? You release Metroid Prime Trilogy, let's say for 50 bucks. I don't know, whatever, $50, whatever that is for you, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Canadian, I don't know. So that'd be like 35, 40 USD. That'd be about 30, 35 euros or pounds or whatever. With, it's all three Metroid Primes plus a bonus movie clip and, um, uh, an hour and a half or two hours of Metroid Prime 4. And this is all building, to that like Metroid Prime 4 event. So you've you've got them hooked in. They kind of it's like it's kind of like when you like you're binge watching Netflix to catch up to the original show. You're watching all the other Star Wars to get prepared for the current one. Right? You have it they have an opportunity to, to do a different model here for Metroid. And I think that would be a fascinating opportunity for them. And I would be I would be all in on something like that. So I don't know. Guys, let me know in the comments. Shoot me a message uh, in, in Twitter or email us. Do you think? What do you think? Would you go for something like that for Metroid? Now, here's the deal. So it's like a great teaser. And then like three or then like six months after the Metroid Prime trilogy releases, Metroid Prime 4 comes out. 
what I mean? So it's it's still in your mind share. You're still engaged. You've had enough time to play it. But, but that will then draw you into Metroid Prime 4. You'll have your higher sales potentially. Um, so it'll be interesting. Again, do I think they're doing a trilogy? I, I don't know. Per this rumor, per this rumor, they're doing it. But I, I don't know. Um, sh- let's see what else we're doing here. Uh, but, okay, so let's go back to this. Uh, tr- going back to my Nintendo news quickly here. Uh, the first is a remake, the long rumor trilogy. It'd be a nice gesture if this is true, as it seems as though Metroid Prime 4 is quite a while away, uh, while, ugh, quite a ways away in development terms. The game's development recently switched from Band, uh, Bandai Namco to Retro Studios. As always, nothing has been confirmed regarding the 2D Metroid uh, or Metroid Prime trilogy for the Nintendo Switch. That is exactly what I had said before. Um, I do want to go into another um, another kind of tweet that we got here as well. And Tim directed me to this one. He said, hey, if you're having a chat about Metroid stuff, please do. And, and this is all also leaking to, or linking together the Leaky Pandas um, me- message here. Uh, so we could potentially see, and this is actually something that um, the re- – now let's go back to that remake idea, the remake of Super Metroid. Tim made a really great point here. He said, I could uh, – uh, Super Metroid remake, no, but maybe Samus returns to the Switch, or maybe a sequel to Metroid Fusion, like A Link Between Worlds was to A Link to the Past. I like that idea more. Now, we know that Nintendo recently did um, some adjustments and some ports, right? So, obviously, Samus Returns was on 3DS not too long ago. That did really well, and I'm a little bit almost maybe concerned of, like, there was a commentary not too long ago that uh, the president mentioned of Nintendo saying, hey, uh, we're going to put more 3DS stuff over to the Nintendo Switch. So could they just be moving Samus Returns, upskilled, resed, uh, that almost being a port over to the Nintendo Switch? I hope not. But I love this idea of a sequel to either Metroid Fusion um, in the vein of A Link Between Worlds and A Link to the Past, right? So they're still in that world. The art style is still familiar. They feel connected, but there's a different story there. And I think that is a fantastic idea. Um, folks, I have rambled on about Metroid here now for, for about 20, 22 minutes. So here's my summary thoughts here. Metroid Pro or Super Metroid Remake. I don't know if I necessarily want to remake, but I would definitely love this kind of like in the world of, or Metroid Fusion 2, something along those lines. Um, maybe even just in that style though, like the 16 bit style of Super Metroid, but kind of up a little bit would be very cool. I'd like that. Metroid Prime Trilogy, uh, yes, please, would absolutely love that. Um, I'd be super, super uh, pumped to play that. Love the idea, maybe because it's my idea, <laughs> um, of adding a like teaser Metroid Prime 4 mini episode, mini level at the end of that, if that was even plausible. I think that wouldn't be a bad idea. Metroid Prime 4, despite the delay in development, I am super hyped for it. Let's also just check your reality right now, folks. Do not expect Metroid Prime 4 in 2020. If we get in 2021, we might be lucky. That might be a late 2021. That might be an October 2021, just knowing where we are in the development cycle of that. So just just kind of be aware. Just think about that as well. Um, yeah. So I love Metroid. Again, again, I want to put all the caveats around that. 
We have to be aware, like, why does Nintendo not just lean into Metroid, lean into Metroid, lean into Metroid? Because the sales numbers don't support it. That's the harsh reality. Metroid does not sell as well as we would really, really, really like it to. Um, and for Nintendo to really, really want it to, that, that helps justify it, right? You know, when you have high sales of games like um, Pokemon and, you know, Mario Kart or Mario Party or Breath of the Wild, you're going to spend your time and energy and your resources in the thing that makes you the most money. Like, that's that's kind of the harsh reality of how a world works. Now, could we see, because of Metroid coming to the Switch, because of the install base of the Switch, could we see high, net, high sales numbers? I don't know. It's possible, right? It's definitely plausible. Um, right now, everyone seems to love anything that Nintendo does for the most part, so that, that could work. I also want to ask this question in a world where in a world where Metroid, I'm just kidding. Um, in a post destiny world, in a post anthem, in a post halo, what does Metroid look like? Does Metroid continue to be isolating? Does the story of Metroid series has always been Samus kind of this isolation, this, quietness this this bounty hunter this that world does that continue the way it does um now you know you can there have been variants to that right i think federation force now that wasn't exactly you know pure metroid i mean that was in metroid world the metroid universe um that was a four-player system as well we can all argue about federation force all we want but i don't know does it does it does it does it is it the same does it do we need to do, does it change? Now, recently, I believe I heard that Retro was hired or hired one of the lead designers from Halo, I believe. Um, so maybe that's a, maybe that's a look. Do we want a grittier Metroid? Do we want a darker Metroid? Do we want like Metroid to be kind of pushing more of a mature rating? Um, I don't know. You know, I think they've, I think they've done some, I mean, if you look at the Metroid series, um, holistically, they've just they've just tried different things with it. Whether it's the original, you know, Metroid, Metroid Two in on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, no doubt. I think that was a smash hit, right? Loved it. It was classic. You then move over to again. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was nothing for Metroid on the N64. Then you move over to the GameCube, where you got Prime, and then Prime Two, and then tri the the trilogy finished off on the Wii U on the Wii the Wii yes. Uh, and then you had other M, right? So you, 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 they've, they've taken different, they've taken different approaches to it. It's, it's a series that has not been stagnant for them. They've always taken different views to it. They've tried to re, re, re-engage it, reinvigorate it. Um, but I don't know, like, what is, what is a new Metro? And again, all we've got so far for Metroid Prime 4 was literally a logo, which, or we don't even know if that logo still exists in the same context anymore. We don't know if it's now a different kind of logo look to it, um, I hope that we see something for Metroid at E3 for 2020. Again, I'm not holding my breath. Um, I don't know. And maybe, who knows, maybe next week at the Game Awards, we get an announcement of uh, the new Metroid Prime Trilogy or the Prime Trilogy or some kind of remake. I don't know. These rumors are speculating. They're swirling. I I don't know, folks. That That is my time with, with Metroid. Again, send me an at. Let me know. What do you think? Am I nuts? Am I crazy? Uh, what else do we want to do here? Um, all right. So let's check about other, 
Other little quick things that you may want to know. Um, this again coming from my Nintendo News. Capcom has announced a Devil May Cry triple pack for um, for the Nintendo Switch. Um, and this is going to include... Uh, you get a physical edition of Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry 2, and Devil May Cry 3, and will be download codes. This is currently only in the in Japan, but I believe Devil May Cry 3 was just announced recently as well. But it sounds like Japan is getting a triple pack of that. Does this mean we could see potentially Devil May Cry 4 or 5 coming to Nintendo Switch as well? I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, it's worth... Fingers crossed. If you're a person who really loves... Um, if you originally, you know, you love uh, Devil May Cry, who knows? That's great. Great to see Capcom. Here's what you need to do. Stop it with the Devil May Cry. Put the Disney Afternoon Pack on the Nintendo Switch. That's it. Like, that is a print money. Help me out here, right? Disney just put on Aladdin and the Lion King. Surely, surely you can say, let's put on the Disney collection. All right? Let's do this thing. Come on. Help me out here. I would I would absolutely uh, buy that. Speaking of, the Devil May Cry Special Edition uh, is coming to the Nintendo Switch and is February 20th, 2020 um, as well. Uh, let's take a quick look at what else is going on here that I want to let you know about the news. Okay, let's see here. Do, do, do. Um, the Pokemon company is suing three people for leaking unreleased Pokemon from the Nintendo or from the official Sword and Shield strategy guide. Um, not a huge shock there. Here's how this like we're seeing more and more companies going after leakers. Um, and I'm sorry, but yeah, you should. Um, you 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 like why are we spoiling it right? And don't be shocked that like. If you get early access to something, you think it's okay to leak it all over the internet, that's on you. You may or may not have made a good or bad decision, but I'm going to let you know for that little point of fame you might be getting, you may be getting yourself in a lot of trouble. I'm sure these three people were thinking, oh, they'll never find us. They'll never get us. Guess what? Suing, getting sued is not, not fun. Um, not that I know. I'm just imagining it would not be fun. Um, let's see what else. For five days, starting November 29th, folks, this will be the last news item. Then we're going to move into what I have been playing. Um, Resident Evil Spirits will be appearing on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Spirit Board. So this is coming for five days, starting the 29th, which is Friday. So after you are full of all your turkey stuffing and family, and perhaps just before you run out to Black Friday... Make sure you jump in there for uh, the spirit boards. Now, this will include Chris, Leon, Wesker, and Jill will appear in the spirit boards. Um, I, you know, I played Resident Evil 2 and 3 on the PlayStation, and I don't know why I did that. Um, I shouldn't say that. I, I know I did that. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. Um, I don't like scary movies. I don't like scary games. Like, I don't like jump scares. I don't know why I played those games. Um, I think because I had a bunch of friends who were, and I was like, oh, I'm cool too. And I'm like, I'm 17 or 18 and I'm awesome. Um, and I and I, and I I got scared easily. I don't like them. Uh, I'm happy if you like them. And I know for Capcom, they're big sellers. So if, if Capcom can lean in to their franchises that have made them money, make more money, uh, and make them successful, it allows for them to do other things. So there you go. A um, couple other quick headlines. Anything else we want to talk about? Pokemon Global Link services are shutting down on February 25th of 2020. 
February 25th, twif, 20, February 25th of 2020. They've been in operation for over nine years uh, and have served such games as Pokemon Sun and Move. This, moon, me, me, this move means that players of those games and others will be able to use raiding battles, QR, rental teams, online competitions, and friendly competitions. However, Pokemon online functionality outside of the global link will still be available, so you can trade away. Um, I don't really... Uh, you. We all know that me and the Pokemons, um, I, I don't fully understand everything that's going on there. However... If this does impact you, and I'm sure that Jesse would be happy to give me more insight to this or someone else. Um, if this does impact you, please let me know. Please let me know what the big deal is there. I don't, but I, I'm hopefully there's a good solution. I know Pokemon has got some apps and different banks and different kind of programs coming up soon. Uh, so that is that. Um, folks, let's jump in to what I've been playing. Cue the music, Jesse. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, so here's what I have been playing. Uh, I have been playing Pokemon Shield. Pokemon Shield. I have been playing that for the last uh, couple of weeks. I am, and I will be honest with you, I am just finished the first gym. Just finished the first gym. Um, uh, six and a, six hours into it. I'm like I'm exploring all nooks and crannies. Like I'm walking through the villages. I'm wandering through. I'm catching almost at, like. Catching almost every Pokemon, putting them in my Pokebox and trading them, um, randomly sending them to people, right? That's the thing you do. Um, yeah, you know what? So, and I know that, you know, I'm sure that Jesse would insert the Wobble Puffet statement here. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet? I know that I don't fully understand Pokemon. Now, here's the other thing we talked about, uh, Metroid Nostalgia. I don't have a massive nostalgia for Pokemon. I had, I was, it was kind of, there was the wave kind of like behind me. It was kind of nipping on my heels, but it, it did not catch me. Um, I was not drowned in the Pokemon. Um, but I understand that it is, it is massively important and it is a massive franchise. And I think that it is, it is critically acclaimed and, and just, just tremendous. Now, my first Pokemon, right? My first Pokemon game I played was Pokemon Shuffle. Uh, and you're like, wait, what's Pokemon Shuffle? It's a match three game that I bought on my 3DS, or got on my 3DS. My first actual Pokemon Pokemon game I played, though, was uh, Pokemon Red. And I played it for a um, Retro Rewind, because I had never played Pokemon. And if you're like, Retro Rewind, what is that? We used to do old, old shows. We played old, old games and kind of take first impressions of them. Um, I thought it was okay, right? Like, But I mean, I remember like Zach was like all into it, and I was like, I don't know, I don't really get much about Pokemon. Uh, and then my mainstream, my first main mainstream one was Pokemon... Um, sun and moon and i had got sun and i played that one for oh, i'd say about 10 hours so we're getting really near the cusp of me probably quitting this one um but i really want to stick through it and i don't know if it's because the nostalgia or the connection with the uk and obviously moving back from ireland recently and having been to the uk and that area a lot kind of feeling some level of connection to it i find it engaging i find it very interesting one of the things that i definitely am kind of a little bit annoyed by and this is just me I like the wild area, and there's been a lot of talk about the wild area. I don't think I'm doing the wild area quite right yet. I'm kind of going in there just catching Pokemon, different ones, and I know I need to go to join raid battles and all that, and I, I'm just like, I don't don't know if I'm quite there yet or if I'm quite prepared or I don't know. I like the free-flowing 3D camera that we can move around there, but then once I move back into, like, a township, it, you lose that, that movement of that camera, and then I'm like, ah, oh, this this again, right? So I kind of, it's, it's almost, it's almost like two different design mechanics were placed in the game, which, which I do think they were done, um, to, to make the experience different, but I have been enjoying it. Um, 
I, I think I'm doing well. I've got a, I've got a pretty good raid or a pretty good team. I'm kind of diversifying my Pokemon. Um, I went into the battle on um, uh, the first gym battle. I, I talked to the professor, the girl with the red hair, professor's daughter. I believe her name is. I don't remember. Uh, but she's like, hey, by the way, the, when you're te- when you're going against grass, the ones that are going to work best for you are fire, uh, bug, and flying thing. So. You know, that was a nice tip. So I was able to change out my Pokemon before I went in there because my team was, by the way, Team Grookey, right? I am definitely Team Grookey, right? If you have a monkey, I am all in on the monkey. He is, he, you know. So if anyone wants to send me, like, Grookey swag, I'm all, I'm, you know, let me know. I will I will full out Grookey hoodie, T-shirt, Team Grookey all the way. That's the way, all right? Um, so... But I have been enjoying it. I have definitely, definitely been enjoying it. You know, one of the things that I, I really like, and I was, I was in a, a chat recently. I had jumped into actually Bobby Paul's uh, Twitch stream, and he was just finishing. He was rolling credits on it, and we had a bit of a chat back there with his audience as well. And they said, you know, one of the things that we love about Pokemon is, as a parent, I could be sitting there playing with my kids, and of course, absolutely kid friendly, perfect for families to play together and not worry about content. Right? We've talked about that before. My kids go off to bed. I can keep playing. We talked about nostalgia and parental nostalgia in connection with Metroid a couple of moments ago. Pokemon has that in in spades. That is the, and we saw this with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu last year, right? We saw the commercial of like the parents sitting down playing together. That's what Pokemon does so well. And that's what, that's why this, this nostalgia is so important. Um, we talked about last week sales numbers, right? Pokemon's making bank, right? They're 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 no big shock here, um, but you have got a group of parents, much like us, who have nostalgia, who want to play it with their own families, right? Play it on their own potentially, but also it's becoming a communal event, right? It's becoming, um, hey, I grew up on it. I have a Switch. My son or daughter has a switch light. We're going to get opposite ones. We're going to trade back and forth. It creates a level of community and experience at a family level. And that is only going to continue to grow as the ethos or the idea, the nostalgia of Pokemon becomes deeper and thicker with people, right? Um, I don't think this is a franchise that can die, if I'm being completely honest, because there's such a thick and, and rooted nostalgia with it. Um, so when uh, people are crazed about, oh my gosh, the sales numbers are so high. How did that happen? Why are we shocked about this? Nostalgia is such a driving factor for sales. We have to recognize that. And when you have a game like Pokemon that allows for families to come together, to play together and have that experience together, you're, you're printing money. Um, and that's what things like I've sat around. We've played Pokemon at the house with the kids, and I loved last time, last year playing um, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu with my kids. They had the Pokeball, throwing it. They loved that, right? They absolutely adored um, that. It was such it was just a great experience to do it together, and we helped together and was able to jump in, um, and just you know absolutely absolutely had a great time. Um, so I'm not shocked. Would I recommend Pokemon Sword and Shield? Yes, absolutely, I would, of course, right? Um, I'm having a great time with it. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I have some time off coming in the next uh, month, month and a bit. 
And I just want to just, just soak into it. It's nothing, nothing is really jarring me to not want to continue playing it. So that's great. Um, and to be honest, there's no real games after this in my big runway of games. I really like hype, hype for that would make me kind of drop it and put it down. Um, and just also just hearing the amount of enjoyment and fun that the community is having around it. And I think that when Christmas hits and maybe the Santa uh, puts us under some Christmas trees, potentially, I think there'll be more excitement around it. Um, just it's a really great game. Um, and, I, and I think I'll continue to kind of invest in it. Now, do I know the lore? Do I get all the dino maxing or um, all of that kind of stuff? No. Do I know if I go into a battle that's a rock type Pokemon, I should be using X Pokemon. No. But the other thing that the game does really well that I like is that, you know, it'll say, is this effective? Is this not effective? Is this Pokemon's skill worth it? Effective or not? Does it work right? There is some hand holding in it that for me as a very junior Pokemon player really can help me make that, that um, experience better for me. And also I think when we look at it from a parenting perspective, can also just make that experience enjoyable more for, for, for kids as well. And I think that's really critical. So they've done that really well. Um, I do find there's a lot of yapping, a lot of talking. Um, and I'm just kind of like, okay, let's just get, I just want to go. I just want to go. Right. Um, but I have a strong desire to catch, uh, catch all the Pokemon and, um, you know, really kind of diversify my, my, uh, team that I'm running with. So it's, it's got me, it's, it's got me hooked. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to keep playing that one. Um, the other game I've been playing is a game called The Tourist. The Tourist. This released last Thursday. I think it's $20 on the eShop right now. We were kind of, or the developer PR firm was kind of sent us a review copy. Full transparency there. Um, uh, Shinin, Shinin Media Group, I think is who it is. I'm sorry, I, I butchered that. This is a lot of fun. You guys have probably seen, you saw The Tourist. I think it was on a... Um, like a Nindies event, highlight reel or something. Uh, I think it was August or September. This is a really cool, cool game. It's a puzzler for sure, but like every island you come to, there are there is a monument puzzle in there that you have to go into to solve. But then on the island, there are little challenges as well. So like the first island I went to, uh, Ibiza, I think was what the island was called. Um, it was like a dance party there. And I had to try and figure out how to turn on all the lights and the music and get the dance party max, you know, going. So there's, there's some like... Um, fetch questing you need to do plus you need to actually go into the actual um um, monument and there's a puzzle in there that you solve um and so it's it's a lot of fun it's it's a very enjoyable um i will tell you you know i was i we did a live stream on twitch um so it's on our youtube channel as well it's on our twitch channel um but the puzzles are not like super I didn't find them super difficult to start off with, but I had some in my Twitch chat. They're like, the puzzles will get more, a bit more difficult and they don't really do a lot of handholding. So you may not get the full experience if you're just kind of like quitting. Um, I recommend giving a shot. I've really enjoyed the art style. Super cute. It's kind of like this eight bit kind of um, uh, block look to it. I don't know how to describe it. It's a lot of fun though. I, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of a nice, you know, I think, and, and I, the way that I've, I'm going to be, I feel like over the last three months, I have been playing these larger games, bigger games, and nothing too, like, I'm not talking like, oh, I've been playing, you know, Xenoblade, 90 hours of that, but it's like, okay, Astral Chain, uh, Link's Awakening, uh, Ukulele, Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Lucky's Tale, Pokemon, right? Like, and 
let me be very clear. This is not me whining about the opportunity to play the games that we have been playing. It's tremendous. But I was like, sometimes you just want something a little smaller, something a little bit more contained, a little bit like not, you know, 12 hours. I just want just just something a little bit, little bit littler, right? Um, and this has that nice kind of like, hmm, that feels nice. I'm going to jump in and play an hour and a bit. Oh, look at that. I finished 25% of the game already. Okay, cool. Not a problem, right? So it's just got a really enjoyableness, kind of simple, um, just fun. There's no there's no limit on lives. Um, there's little skills that you get. There's pictures you have to take. It's, you freaking look like Tom Selleck is what it is if he was like an 8-bit cube. Um, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Check out the tourist guys. If you're like, I still have no idea what this game is, why I should be playing it. Go over to our YouTube channel. Take a watch there. I played about an hour of it um, for a let's play. Uh, and of course we did that live on Twitch as well, which you can subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, and so the next time I do some lunchtime streams, you can watch me play it live um, and jump in the Twitch chat and have conversations there. Guys, those are the games I've been playing. I hope, let me know what you've been playing. Let me know if you've been playing either of those. Let me know your thoughts. Am I right? Or am I wrong about Pokemon? Am I crazy? All that kind of stuff. Um, folks, I didn't throw out any requests for, um, for commentary, for questions or anything like that. We are almost near an hour's mark. So I'm going to uh, get out of here so you can get back to doing what you do as well. Uh, so just before I jump out, I want to say a couple things. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, thank you so much to everyone who supports us. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, I want to call out a special thank you to our uh, Patreon producers, Chris, David, Andrew, and Sean. Thank you so much for your continued patronage as our producers. Um, we greatly, greatly appreciate it, you guys. Um, uh, I bow to you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, of course, folks, if you want to support Nintendo Dads, there are a bunch of ways, or if you just wonder where to get all this content. Our YouTube channel, we have been doing a lot of work. And and I and I say uh, us, not just the the hosts of the show, not just Gary and um, Jesse and Marty and Tim and myself, but actually huge, huge kudos to several, several members of our community who have been doing a lot of video reviews for us. We've been in codes. They've been, they've been volunteering to take them. They've been creating content for us, um, providing opportunities. And just, I think, you know, we talked about before, how this community really makes this show. Uh, and so thank you guys, um, gentlemen, you know who you are, who've been doing that. You're absolutely fantastic. Um, cannot, cannot thank you guys enough. Um, Cat Janitor, Antonio, uh, Zach, um, you guys are just, um, there's a John, I think you like, I'm missing names there. I know guys, but thank you so much. Um, again, you guys are just, just absolutely brilliant. Um, if you guys want, don't, don't, uh, if you're unaware, we have a website. Go to NintendoDads.org. That's a great place to check out our latest YouTube videos, tweets, uh, podcast episodes. You can also check out all of our social media, which we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, our Patreon page. If you want to go there and think about either supporting or just take a look or or what be it. And of course, we also have a Nintendo Dads shop where you can buy Nintendo Dads merch. So it's kind of a landing page for all that stuff. If you are interested, do that as well. Um, a couple other things, guys. Um, I talked about the YouTube channel. If you haven't, do, do us a favor. Go over and subscribe. Guys, believe it or not, we have passed over a thousand videos that we have created for Nintendo Dads that are on that uh, page. So whether it's unboxings, whether it's um, video reviews, whether it's uh, the podcast episode, if you want to check out that way as well, there's tons there. Check that out. Uh, also, guys, Twitch. We are doing a lot. I'm trying to do a lot more live streaming. Um, 
We have been we've been getting better at that. Uh, I would love if you can go over to Twitch and just subscribe to Nintendo Ads. That's great. Uh, again, as I mentioned before, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, uh, you've actually gotten um, Twitch Prime, which means you can actually give us a five dollar donation every single month. Doesn't actually cost you anything at all. Um, and man, that that helps us as well. We greatly appreciate all that kind of stuff. Um, so, folks, that is that is about it. I do want to say if you want to email us, right? We are getting near the end of 2019. Game Awards are next week. We're excited to watch those. We're going to try and do a live stream so you can watch along with us. We're going to break that down next week. Also, Roger's base will be on next week. Uh, he had to get some things last minute. They got bumped for him. We definitely want to accommodate him. So next week, Roger's base will be on. So it's going to be good Pokemon conversation, I'm sure, as well. And talking about maybe Nintendo in 2019 and 2020, he's a great person to have a wonderful conversation with. So we're excited to have him join us. Uh, so hopefully you will do that as well. Now, of course, if you want to maybe email us um, questions about for that episode or anything to ask Roger or just general comments, comments um send emails to nintendodads at gmail.com or podcast at nintendodads.org either of those work you can definitely do that as well um guys here's the other thing i, I kind of ask of you just as i'm rounding out we've been doing these kind of different shows um this is a one-man show this is kind of like justin's talk justin's hot take whatever business just whatever you want to call it um let me know what you think of this do you like this format? Do you enjoy it? Do you not enjoy it? What would you like? Um, and uh, give us an opportunity to maybe look at what we're doing. There's currently also right now an Nintendo Dad survey. We're asking our listeners, you, uh, what's working right now? What's not working? It's on our website, or sorry, it's on our Twitter page, Facebook page, everywhere you can basically find it. Let us know how things are going. You have an opportunity also to win a gift card uh, by filling out that survey. So that's kind of a good incentive as well. Um, if you're interested, you can leave us a voicemail, 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music you are probably going to hear throughout the show because Jesse's doing a lot in post. Also, my last and final thing, folks. Uh, wherever you subscribe to us, whether it's on Apple, you know, podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, CastBox, Spotify, wherever it is, Amazon, I don't know. Um, if you have an opportunity, you could give us a rating. Um, four to five stars is what we prefer. Anything less, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your time because I'm not going to make any changes. Uh, if you could, that would be great. It helps us to actually be found everywhere else. Folks, that is it. That is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, be safe in your travels. Be well and take care. Bye-bye. Grookey or Gruka? I don't know. Squirtle? Squirty? I don't know what animal this is or what Pokemon this is.